This week in the cabin of Crapper Creek, Alaska, only in Alaska this week, do you know uh, I talked on the radio and had to do a report about forest fires, flash floods, and snow in the Brooks Range, all at the same time, only in Alaska. And that's where you'll find, live from Crapper Creek, this week on the podcast, lovely Maria joins us for first date deal breakers, odd kissing stats, strange things left in Ubers, Tinder date profile tips. Shocking DoorDash stats. And is this now socially acceptable? Plus, the Footy Roundup nerd news and more this week on the podcast. Live from Crapper Creek, Alaska, the podcast. Digging things from the cabin in Crapper Creek, Alaska. Feeling pretty good about life right now, right? Well, shout out to everybody out there. You know what we just missed? I don't know if you missed it. International Kissing Day. It's a thing. Not just national, international. So you can kiss people from other countries all day and it's okay. Does that, is that what that means? International, you get a green light to kiss people from other countries? Although right now with monkeypox, probably not the best thing. Uh, probably not. I'll probably set International Kissing Day back a little bit. They did that. They pulled like, uh, actually here in America, they pulled 10,000 people and asked about like their first kiss. And only 12% said they had a bad first kiss. 51 said it was very good. 21 said okay. 8% said somewhat bad. Only 4% said it was really bad. Some more stats. Uh, how old are you when you got your first kiss? I think I was in middle school at the movies or something like that. And that was a common answer, 36%. 26 in high school. 22 had their first kiss in elementary school. Kind of creepy. 11% were over 18, which is kind of sad for your first kiss. Ouch. Most of us think we're pretty good at kissing. 74% said, oh, yeah, good, great, or amazing. Only 2% said, yeah, horrible kisser. So what can make you a bad kisser? Uh, Number one, having bad breath. Well, yeah, that's a deal breaker. Uh, The rest of the top five, too much tongue. Allowing your teeth to get involved. Not enough tongue. And kissing with your eyes open, which is just creepy. Who does that? But here's the thing. Every once in a while, you might like just open for a second. And then it's even creepier if they're looking at you too. It's like, all right, that just turned really awkward. Yeah, that would be the 12% from the bad first kiss. Plus there's things you don't want to hear when you've just kissed somebody, right? Wow, you're almost as good as the dog. <laughs> Ooh, sorry, I slipped some tongue. I lost control of my motor skills thanks to syphilis. <laughs> Monkey box. Uh-oh, Mr. President, Hillary just pulled up. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. I didn't give you permission to do that, professor. Or even worse, after a kiss, if they say, yeah, that's going to be an extra five bucks. Whoa, I just leaned in because you're my optometrist, dummy. Oh, here's one you don't want to hear. Dad? Or if they go, I finally got to first base. I finally got to first base. That's that percentage that never kissed till after 18. And finally, ah, your mustache sure is ticklish, ma'am. Yeah, we do like to educate. That's one thing we're good at around here. So how about bringing in some nerd news, shall we? Let's talk science. Science! Uh, We'll start with some space news in our nerd news. NASA is assembling a team to actually study UFOs. 
Okay. Meanwhile, the James Webb telescope got hit by a micrometeoroid, but it's okay. And that Mars uh, Perseverance rover adopted a pet rock. Small stone had been hitching a ride since one of its wheels, uh, in one of its wheels for a while, still hasn't fallen off. They say it's been there for several months. <laughs> well, that's a rolling stone. In coronavirus news, a sexy Neanderthal might be to blame for a million COVID deaths. An expert linked one of them, uh, got it on with a member of our species 60,000 years ago. Then a genetic quirk got passed down to some of us that makes your lungs more susceptible to infections. So we blame it on a sexy Neanderthal. I know, you're trying to picture what that might look like in your head. Just stop it. Starts out as Raquel Welch and slowly in your mind warps into B. Arthur. Just don't go there. Another health news. Saudi Arabia is spending a billion dollars a year to research ways to reverse the aging process. In the meantime, a new study found injecting a fancy gel directly into your spine can help with lower back pain. Oh, God, I smell another horrible TikTok challenge. Earth news. Contrary to what we thought, a study found Earth's magnetic poles probably won't flip anytime soon. And there might be a new record holder for oldest tree in the world. Researchers think a cypress tree in Chile is around 5,400 years old. The current record was a tree in California that was 600 years old. That would kind of smash that record. Finally, in booze news, a study found that when you pop a bottle of champagne, the gases can escape faster than the speed of sound. I think I might have to put that to the test this weekend. Just me? All right. That's your nerd news. You know, it's another hot, dry, lazy summer rolling through it. I hope it's good. Give me a screen, a good screen without holes in it in the cabin windows. Please, just God. Please, is that asking too much? Uh, one thing I do have for you, it's time to laugh at others' expense. Uh, you know, sometimes we don't always feel like the sharpest tool in the shed, right? It happens to the best of us. And that's why we love to have uh, laughs at the expense of others. A little segment we call the Idiot of the Day. It's time for the Crapper Idiot of the Day. Of the day. Oh, and uh, this one is particularly fun because... <laughs> That's with a legendary rock band. Everybody, you know, you always hear of rock bands that sell out. I think these guys are the epitome, the kings of selling out. Kiss. Gene Simmons will trademark and copyright anything that starts with a K. And they've got their line of products. I remember the Kiss comic book, the Kiss Army. That's how it started, innocent enough. Then it got the Kiss Casket. All right. You know, it's when you get to the casket, it's really time to pull back a little bit, I'd say. But not Kiss, man. They're ramping it up. They're still rolling. I don't even know who's in it besides, uh, I think, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, the only original members left. I think Ace is gone. I know Peter Chris has been gone for a long time. Now, it's not uncommon for musicians to forget what city they're in, right? Remember, uh, 
Was it the Chili Peppers when they were on Simpsons? He goes, hey, it's really good to be here. And he flips his guitar and he has the word Springfield taped on the back just so he doesn't forget. But it's less common, I think, you know, I mean, from city to city, I get. But country to country? Unfortunately, it happened to Kiss during a show in Vienna, Austria. (laughs) The end of the show, a message went up on the big screen. It says, Kiss loves you, Austria. And they have the Kiss logo. And inside the logo is the country flag. Like imagery. But somebody got the countries mixed up. Uh, that wasn't the Austrian flag. No, it was the Australian flag. <laughs> Where'd it go? Ah. Uh. Yeah, they have, they have the Australian flag waving in Austria. A little different. <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah, that Australian flag in Austria with the KISS logo, uh, Gene Simmons has already got the copyright on it, so don't even try at this point. As you know, lovely Em and I have been married a long time. I don't even remember first dates much. I had a few, but I don't, they're all fuzzy. I don't remember any of them. I kind of remember the one with M, but I got a list here of uh, first date deal breakers. If these happened on your first date, is it enough not to have a second date? And that's why we bring in lovely Maria. Hello. Hello. Oh, hi. All right. So uh, I always like bringing you in on some of these because, you know, you're a chick with boobies and stuff and I need a girl's perspective. (laughs) Wow. That's an easy thing. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're men. We're simpletons. Yeah. There's a lot of chicks with boobies out there, but go ahead. But you're my favorite (laughs) chick with boobies. Well, that's a good thing. Well, 30 plus years. You and Sophia (laughs) Vergara is right there. Oh, just stop it. All right. So anyway, there's a new poll online about first date deal breakers. Now, what did we do on our first date? Did we even have an actual first date? Well, our first date really was uh, breakfast at the old Sunset Strip. No, is it Denny's after leaving oh, the Denny's. Sunset Strip? That that's right. No, well, that was right. that was kind of we were just drunk and we just kind of and I gave you a ride home after that's where we, that wasn't really a date. But after that, did yeah. we have a date? I think our first date was actually at my house on Halloween. Oh, that's right. I killed your fish. Yeah, you killed my fish. Right, I remember that. Okay, so that would have been, but yet not a first date deal breaker. You killed my fish. I was yeah. What was heartbroken. his name? Uh, same name I have for this one, Gandalf. My oh, new the fish. Poor guy. Yeah. Well, you should have cleaned the tank, and I shouldn't have cleaned the tank, not knowing how to clean a tank. No, no, because you killed him. Uh, but still, mm. was not a deal breaker because you know the boobies and all. Um, <laughs> so uh, we've got a list of these and a percentage of people on whether it, this first date ick is bad enough to cancel a second date. You ready for these? I am. Uh, people say it's the last date if they chew with their mouth open. Oh, that's a tough one. If your first date is chewing with your mouth open, I can't imagine what it'd be like in 20 years. Yeah, I call that a deal breaker. All right, good. Way to go. 81% of people agree with you. Okay, Um, all right. Is it a no-no if they order for you without your permission? It's rude. 
Right. Okay. So you say yeah. ick. That's an ick. That's bad ick. enough. Cancel That's the second. Y- well, yeah, I know they're trying to be debonair, but what if I don't like the shit you're ordering for me? What am I supposed to do? Okay. I'll bleep that out. All right. Oh, thanks. Damn it. See, I'm this sorry. is why we don't do these live with you. You might wife the drunken sailor. Here we go. Um, all right. Uh, if the date keeps saying teehee every time you say something mildly funny, teehee. No, that's not a deal breaker. They're just trying to humor you. Okay. All right. Um, all right. What about if they're doing it with food falling out of their mouth? Okay. Yes. Deal breaker. Okay. Gross. Uh, if they're, <laughs> Gross. Uh, let's see. What if they mention an, uh, on your first date, if they mention their ex multiple times? If they say it in a positive way, then I would not have a problem with it. If they're slamming their ex left and right, you know that could be you in the future. All right. Well done. 56% uh, said that that would have been a deal breaker. Uh, what is it a no-no if they can't stop making sexual jokes and innuendos? Uh, first date? Absolutely. <laughs> all right. First date. Because after that, it's uh, all bets are off then, right? Yeah, you should. No. What if they call themselves a, quote, professional cuddler? All right. Deal breaker. I don't cuddle. <laughs> Only 50% said that would do it. It's like, ooh, I love cuddling. It's like, yeah, well, it's going yeah. to cost you, sister. Yeah, many years of time. All right. What if they call the waitress milady? Oh, I think that's cute. All I think right. that's sweet. That sounds like something a Briton would say. Yeah, or something. Milady. Game of... Uh, Game of Thrones. What if? What if it's all right, Milady? What if it's a waiter and you call him Milord? <laughs> um, I'm hoping he's British. <laughs> no, that's just uh, that's just too too medieval for that's me. A that, little weird. Yeah, <laughs> reminds me of the amp guard people that pretend to have real swords. It's like, all right, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. There we yeah. go. Well, it's funny because I don't chew with my mouth open. I do like sexual innuendos. I am. Uh, I'm not a professional cuddler, but you are my only milady. So I think we're okay. Oh, okay. Well, you did that all right. Yeah, wrap Look that up you. with a bow. Thanks, baby. Bye. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. Hey, this is all weird news. I just got some really weird news. That is weird. It's time for the Crapper Creek World News Report. And here's this week's headlines from the cabin. Uh, Believe it or not, the cougar has over 40 different names, including like mountain lion, puma, panther, and your mom. Apparently NASA has lost contact with the spacecraft that they recently sent to the moon. Really? Have you tried unplugging the router and plugging it back in? I mean, am I the only one here? Jesus, people. A plane going from Dubai to Australia flew 14 hours with a huge hole in the side. (laughs) Why is there a hole in the side of a jet airplane, you ask? Well, to force all the snakes out, obviously. I mean, everyone was getting pretty fucking tired of the motherfucking plane, uh, snakes on the motherfucking plane. Subway has redesigned its menu. I don't know what that means, but apparently now the word bread is in quotation marks. Believe it or not, Elon Musk now has 100 million Twitter followers. Kim Kardashian has 72. Uh, My point, people love a big ass. 
There was a 60-person brawl on a cruise ship, and it started over a threesome. Wow. Really? A brawl? Uh, that's 20 threesomes. <laughs> no. 15. No. Math is hard. Love boat my ass. In Singapore, they sell a beer made from recycled toilet water. Not to be for long, though, because Anheuser-Busch has already put a stop by suing them for stealing their secret recipe. Hey, in Florida, did you know you can be fined up to $114 for playing music too loud in your car? Up to $500 if it's Creed or Nickelback. Finally, a Swedish food company made a vegan burger that tastes like human flesh. I got two questions. One, who said this thing fucking tastes like human flesh? And two... How do they fucking know it tastes like human flesh? This has been the Crawford Creek World News Report. From the cabin in Crapper Creek, and it's always a great time of the week because we get to chat with a legend, a true legend of rock and roll. And you know, a lot of places don't ever get to do this, so we get to do it every week. And that is the one and only Carmine Apiece, legendary rock and roll drummer, has been doing it for decades with just about anybody you could absolutely think of. And he's doing it with us right now from his home in Florida. Good morning and hello, Carmine. How are you? Hey, how you doing? I didn't realize you were the, the most northern rock station of the world. Wow, that's a great you, credit. You are on the farthest north rock station on planet Earth, my friend. You didn't know that? We always say that. You did, no, you're did. just I, now, I, after no, 20 I, years, I, you just now figured that out. I never heard you say that. Really? Oh, well, yeah, we pump that, that all yeah. the time. It's pretty impressive. Uh, top of the world right it here. Is. So that Now, mm-hmm. there are other stations, radio stations farther north, but none of them that are pure rock that I know of. You know, we, we King, did a search. King Cobra had a song. King Cobra had a song on top of the world. Well, on see, top of the world. Uh, I'm gonna have to King dig Cobra. that one out. I'm gonna have to dig the yeah, King Cobra it was one out. On the album we did in 2010, I think. Right. All right. Okay. Now, see, here's the thing. I didn't. I thought that King Cobra album you did was years before that. It was 2010. Was when you guys got back and did that. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, talking with Carmine, a piece we do all the time. You just did a big cactus tour a little bit ago. That went well. And up next, I think you got fudge dates and dates with your brother, Vinny, correct? Yes. I saw my brother uh, dates first. And then we got August and September. And then there's fudge dates the end of September and October. We got about eight or 10 gigs in October, which is fun. I mean, we don't go out and do tour tours. You know, it's, it's better just to go out for weekends and you end up home during the week, you know. Uh, yeah, that's that's the that's kind of the best of both worlds, right there. That's perfect. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, now here's a story that came up that was pretty cool, and uh, it was a uh, it's a story about a hand painted mandolin that Janis Joplin once owned and then gifted to Jimi Hendrix. It just sold at auction for two hundred eighty one thousand. It was hand painted. It was really cool. Oh yeah! And, wow. And I here's the thing. You knew both of them. You very well could have been in the room with this mandolin uh, some time ago. I could have been. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe I should start painting some drums. I see. Yeah. Right. Some hand painted Carmine piece drum kit. Could you imagine wow. what you could That'd auction a, that for? Yeah, especially after you're dead. <laughs> All right. Let's let's hope. Let's hey, not. but I, I got I got a good story about Janice. I got stories about. Jimmy. All right, well, well uh, let me give us a good one on both of them because you know you did know both Janice Joplin and Jimi Hendrix, and there's not a lot of people around that can say that. All right, well, I'll give you the Janice one first. We were playing 
the Miami Pop Festival, and Vanilla Fudge headlined. Under us was Janis Chaplin, Johnny Winter, Grand Funk Railroad. And we did a jam, and we had Johnny Winter jamming with the fudge, and Janis sang, and, and it, was, it was great, a great jam. So when the solo came, Johnny was playing the solo. I, I saw her drinking something on stage. I don't know what it was. But she comes around to me, and she says, Hey, drummer boy, have some of this. And she shoves this thing in my face and lifts up the bottle. And I, I got the biggest slug of Southern Comfort you ever would have. <laughs> it must have been a full glass, like an eight-ounce <laughs> glass of this stuff. Was this before was you went on? No, we, I was playing. Oh, when you were playing? It was a, when I was playing, it was a blues, you know, a, a slow blues. And, you know, I'm going boom, 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 boom. And she came over and gave me a slug of that. And then she went back singing. I almost fell off the drum stool. You know? it was, I couldn't believe she was drinking it like it was water and, and continued to sing. You know? That's amazing. So anyway, that's a little Janice Chaplin story. All right, now Hendrick give us story. a Jimmy. Well, I, I met Jimmy. Uh, I, yeah, I knew him when he used to play the clubs in New York when he was Jimmy James. And uh, we played this one club. I played with my band. He played with his band. And at the time, it was Upper West Side, which was all full of pimps and hookers and drug drug addicts and lowlifes, you know? Right. So we, we went up this person's house, which is now probably a 2 or $3 million house. Right. You know, in a building. And we, we were smoking pot. And Jimmy looked outside the window and said, I want to make it one day, you know? And I looked, you know, I said, I don't care if I make it. I want to make a living like my drum teacher did. So the next, next time I saw him was in London. We were at the... Uh, um, these speakeasy. It was a, a club that everybody went in. They jammed there. Right. We were playing there a few weeks later. Vanilla Fudge. When it did play, everybody was there from the Ooh, the Beatles, blah blah blah. So before that, we saw Jimmy in the restaurant part. I went up to him. I said, Jimmy, Jimmy James. He said, What? You know, like Jimmy James and Jimi Hendrix. I said, Remember me? We played together at the Lighthouse. Blah blah blah. I said, Yeah, yeah, I remember that. He goes, What are you doing here? I said, I play with Vanilla Fudge. He says, I love the Fudge. I said, all right, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so there it was. You guys had made it. You were making a living, and he was famous, and you guys, uh, the rest is history. Of course, sadly, yeah, uh, we lost yeah. Jimmy and uh, uh, Janice, you know, the, the, way too soon, way too soon. Uh, good stuff yeah. as always, Carmine. Uh, we will talk to you next week. You're going to be in Florida still? You home for a bit? Yeah, yeah, I'm in Florida next week for the whole month of July. So you're producing, you're working in the studio then, aren't you? Yeah, actually, I'm doing with with a producer that uh, I'm I'm doing him a favor and he's going to get me on. He produced the newest Michael Schenker album. Oh, I said, look, I'll do I'll do this for you if you you can guarantee me playing on you know Michael Schenker's next album. So he asked Michael, and Michael said, fine. So I said, good. I, I'm doing a couple of tracks for him. Oh, and right hopefully on. I'll get on the next Michael album because the, the new album was like top 10 in uh, in Germany and different countries. Oh, in I, 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 man, I love MSG, man. I was a big fan. There yeah, you go. That I is... love Michael. I, oh. I played with him. I played with him. Uh, I forgot what year it was. We played uh, a, a bunch of shows. and uh, That's when I toured. It must have been 2010. That's when I tore my left rotator. I remember that. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Well, of yeah. course, uh, okay. telling stories of who you've toured with would take us all day, Carmine. So we better go. We'll I chat know. next Take week, care. brother. See you now. All right, Joe. All right, now, there's a lot of things nowadays that have become socially acceptable that I simply don't agree with. This whole pajamas in public thing. Right? All right. I get it. You're comfy. But can you show just a... 
when I see you in public in your pajamas, I immediately get a flash to what your house and your car looks like. And I just say, oh, that person probably smells. Probably poor hygiene as well. Just show a little effort. Remember the, uh, I don't want to go, oh, back in the good old days because it was well before my time. I always love looking at the old photos from the 40s and 50s. Everybody's dressed to the nines. Men are in three-piece suits with a vest and a cool hat. Tilted slightly, the women are like just bam, gloves and pearls and looking sharp, on point. I mean, you see somebody dress in a nice suit or tie or something, you go, wow, right on. Or a, a woman who's just at the store that's just, doesn't go out without just looking good. And it shows a little effort. Shows they care about themselves and others. Yeah, I'm looking at you, pajama wearer, with your Crocs your jean shorts or whatever. I just, who am I to judge though, right? I'm just saying that's how I feel when I see people like that. And now comes this, which I think is absolutely horrible. Apparently, there is a large group of you, like 62%. Boy, this is like something a 40-year-old bachelor would eat. But then come out of the shadows, guys, because apparently it's acceptable now. A new poll says that almost two-thirds of Americans say, yeah, it's fine to eat dip straight out of a bowl with a spoon. You mean like ranch? What are you talking, like salsa? Hummus? What are we talking about? Ew, ew, and ew, though. Yeah, and 62% say, uh, uh, 63% said they've... It's something they've done or would do, and 62% say, yeah, it should be socially acceptable now. So when you're not using a spoon, our favorite thing to pair with the dip, obviously, tortilla chips or veggies or potato chips or pita bread or something. They also ask people to name the top, the types of dip that should always be available at a party. All right, salsa, guac, spinach, artichoke, queso, buffalo dip, hummus. All right, I get it. Well, you can just dip your fingers, just go by with a spoon. Could you imagine being at a party and somebody's just going through all the hummus and the dip and the salsa with spoons? 48% of us have said they have actually polished off an entire container of dip in one sitting. Are you kidding me? No. no. An entire container. Just picturing somebody sitting there with a thing of ranch. You just put it up to your face and drink it. Do it like a smoothie. I mean, is this where we're headed now? Is this where we're going? Is this acceptable? I mean, you're already already wearing your Crocs and your pajamas to store to the store. How about just going barefoot to the store? Is that okay now? Go ahead, blow your nose on the sleeve. It's acceptable. Hey, I know. I want you going to Supercuts and just shotgun that jar of blue stuff the combs are in go up to the stranger tell them their baby is ugly you know you want to you know it is socially acceptable now we're eating dip out of the container go ahead stick your junk in a Roomba I don't care anymore French kiss the dog go ahead and how about you just down those little silicone packets that come with your new shoes go ahead you're on the plane clip the toenails nobody cares Listen to your smash mouth. I guess we just don't judge anymore. But we should. <laughs> so, uh, does DoorDash, they do breakfast, right? 
Can I do that? That'd be cool. I don't know. I, you know what? Here's the thing. I don't know if it's just show my age or I just don't. For one, I'm not a big fast food guy. I have never ordered like DoorDash or any of that. I've had pizza delivery just from like House of Fire or something where they just deliver their own pizza. But I've never used one of these services to order fast food. That's like... Fast food is lazy enough, but when you can't even get your ass off the couch to go pick it up, come on, man. Some foods uh, hold up better to delivery than others, of course. But in the height of the pandemic, we didn't have choices. If you wanted a poached egg, you had to, you know, you had to make it or have it delivered. You didn't really have a choice in a lot. Up here, it wasn't as bad. DoorDash released a report on restaurant ordering trends so far this year. And it's funny, the number one item people have been delivered the most french fries i guess because it's a side so everybody whether you're getting a burger whether you're getting this you know everybody or sandwich it always comes with a side of fries fries seem like one of those foods that never travels where though they get soggy they're probably going to be cold they just don't second most popular delivery item burritos or burrito bowls followed by chicken nuggets chicken sandwiches hash browns and cheeseburgers Hash browns? Well, there you go. That's my breakfast answer, I guess, right? The most popular cuisine on DoorDash so far this year is American cuisine. Mexican is second, followed by Japanese, Italian, and Chinese. See, now I think, you know, Chinese food, that's like the ultimate order out. But, all right. Also, the pandemic is something we've, you know, we're, we're just living with right now. But DoorDash says people are still cooking more, even though, uh, more than they were last year. So... Now, I did some of my own digging in DoorDash. Some of my own survey results, thank you. For instance, uh, these are from the actual DoorDash driver survey results. For instance, 71% of you, uh, 71% will judge you for eating Taco Bell alone on a Saturday night. 56% of DoorDash Drivers stopped on the way to your house to enjoy sexual favors from a crackhead. And this is a huge number. 79% of these DoorDash drivers actually think it's their responsibility to eat that curly fry that somehow got mixed into your bag of regular fries. Yeah, that's theirs now. 35% have left your house with an Amazon package from the porch. 84% 84 of DoorDash drivers... Probably wouldn't be doing this if they'd majored in something other than liberal arts. 27% get mistaken for former American Idol winners. Because they actually are former American Idol winners, so that would make sense. And 19% have run a Grubhub driver off the road because DoorDash for life, bro. 47% want to launch a service that only delivers to Snoop Dogg. They'll call it Door Dizzle. I think that's a fantastic idea. And finally, did you know 100% of all DoorDash drivers kick your cat while walking up to the front door? And really, can you blame them? Shower Thoughts with Glenn. So how important do you have to be on a scale to have been assassinated rather than murdered? From the farthest North Rock station in the world, 
It's the Crapper Creek Podcast. Well, it's, I know, not supper time. Is it time for a second breakfast? I know there's brunch, which is like breakfast, but there's not like a lunch dinner. Where is that? I don't know. Either way, it's time for a foodie roundup. What do you say? I'm hungry. Yeah! Okay. What's your favorite hot dog? Do you know between Memorial Day and Labor Day, Americans consume 7 billion hot dogs? Google Trends put out data on hot dog-related searches for most uniquely popular hot dog styles in every state. Chili dog was number one in 12 states. A lot of states chose uh, regionally themed dogs. Chicago, hot dog in Texas, Wisconsin, Ohio. But not Illinois. <laughs> no. Uh, Korean hot dogs, number one in Utah, which I think are made with real dog. I'm not sure. Uh, let's see. Some were really local. Michigan had Michigan hot dogs. California likes street hot dogs. Illinois and Missouri went with carrot hot dogs. I have no idea what that is. Hot dog jello? What? Waffle hot dogs in Hawaii? What? In Alaska, we went with Sonoran hot dogs, which was also number one in Arizona. If you've ever had a Sonoran dog, it's a different bun. It's wrapped up. It's got bacon around it, pinto beans. and everything. Yeah, they said that was number one in Alaska. Most of you probably never even had one. Elsewhere, a bunch of Coors Light just pulled from shelves in the Midwest. Folks were getting uh, cans of slime instead. A few different videos are making rounds on TikTok. Like when they pour it out, it's like syrup. Some compared it to snot drool. Oh, a little PR work on that one. So, uh, you know, you always get the food with the best uh, safe after eating date or best by date. We waste a lot of food and we're going to stop doing that. A few foods you can still eat a week or even more after the best by date. Milk is one of them. If it passes the sniff test, probably okay. Eggs. You can almost ignore the date because they're good weeks long after that. That's just so they don't get sued. Pasta. Still good. Up to two years after the date. Cheese. Hard cheese is like cheddar and everything. Same thing. You can even cut the mold off and it's just fine. Uh... Dry ingredients, flour, sugar, pepper, baking soda, that can last forever. Bagged salads, as long as it still looks okay, I don't trust them anyway. And canned food, of course, a lot of stuff can last two years after the expiration date. What's America's favorite vegetable? Believe it or not, broccoli. What? Yeah. Followed by corn, carrots, potatoes, and asparagus. No idea. What's the least? It's got to be okra, cauliflower... Or Brussels sprouts. Has to be. Okay. How do you like your coffee? If your favorite coffee is on this list, the site Eat This Not That would like you to know you're an unsophisticated fool. They post a list of eight popular bands that are actually low quality. U Band, number one, followed by Green Mountain, Maxwell House, Nescafe, Folgers. Pretty much anything in your parents' cupboard. McCafe at home and Seattle's best. Not good. Okay. And finally, another new one. Remember we had the pickle soda? And they're making drinks out of all kinds of things. Someone has finally come up with something to do with leftover hot dog water. Unfortunately, they're not... 
somehow turning it into gas. A brewery in Fort Worth, Texas called Martin House Brewing is releasing a hard seltzer brewed from hot dog water. It's called Awesome Sauce Bun Length, and it's 5.2% ABV seltzer made with leftover water from 52 pounds of boiled hot dogs. And yeah, it apparently tastes like a boozy hot dog. Unfortunately, it's not available in stores. Thank God! I like how they say leftover hot dog water. You couldn't even use the new stuff? Is anybody thirsty for leftover hot dog water seltzer? I can't even get Maria to drink the watermelon stuff. Ugh, I'm gonna go ma- wash my mouth out. Hot dog water. It's your foodie roundup. Yeah! Wanna thank lovely Maria Carmine apiece and all of you for helping out this week for the podcast from Crapper Creek, Alaska. Remember, Google search live from Crapper Creek. You'll find us on Twitter. Follow us there. The Ed Truck Morning Show on Facebook. Live from Crapper Creek General Store if you want to buy some swag. And of course, look up Live from Crapper Creek on YouTube if you want to see our videos of myself, lovely Maria, and everybody else involved. Till then, we're going to do this again next week. I'll see you on the radio live Monday through Friday at xrock959.com. Be good. We'll talk to you from the cabin next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Live from Crapper Creek, the podcast with Glenner, produced by Mike Cook. For the full morning show, log on to the live stream at xrock959.com. This has been a Glentertainment production.